So, uh, it's another episode of Real Estate Guru Podcast, and um, we got special guests. We got uh, Donovan, Donovan Boyd and his lovely wife, uh, Miss Boyd. Um, so, y'all have a y'all have a marriage um, real estate next month. Um, yeah. So, uh, we want to say thank you for having us um, on the show. Um, always excited to do, you know, get on different platforms and different shows. But um, yeah, so we're doing um, a couples and real estate event here in Houston, Texas um, on December 5th. Um, just geared towards, uh, we're highlighting um, African-American couples that is in the real estate space um, in an investing space. Um, but, you know, the event is not just, you know, solely for couples. Um, the event is to educate and inspire people to get into real estate investing. Um, so, and it's just investing in general. Uh, we have a couple of different topics that, that will be discussed, but mainly it's setting everybody up um, on the path of investments, um, you know, financial freedom, generational wealth. Um, we don't talk about it enough in our community, mm-hmm. you know, so we wanted to um, create an event um, and take it around the country, you know, exposing people because I think a lot of things um, comes from exposure. So exposing people to investing, exposing people to how to tap into certain things that they may or may not know about or capital that they may not know about that they have access to to get into the space. OK, so you said take it around the country means you've done one somewhere else before. Yes. Yes. And you you did the same. Uh, it's called Couples in Real Estate. Correct. And you did the same conference in Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Tell us how that went. Um, it was amazing, man. We had almost two hundred people in attendance. Oh wow. Um, we had to turn people away, uh, but that's from our hometown. So we're both me and my wife are from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so that was home. So we wanted to start there first. Um, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, for a lot of people that don't know, is the center of attention. Um, when it comes to real estate, um, it's coming to highest growth in the country, uh, one of the top markets to invest in. So we wanted to start there because you have a lot of people that's coming from across the country uh, that want to invest in Cleveland. So um, I feel like a lot of people in our own backyard don't know the opportunities that's going on around them because, you know, it's familiarity. You're there. And if you're really not tapped into it, you really don't know. So we wanted to expose that and get people, you know, thinking about investing in their own backyard. What uh, what? Let me ask the medium size home in uh, Cleveland is like, as far as the price, tell me what's, give me medium size. I mean, not medium size, medium, medium price, medium price, medium price, um, in average price. So it's tricky in Cleveland, right? So yeah. You can buy $5,000 homes. You can buy half a million dollar homes. Just where are you interested? Where do you, where do you want to Yeah. Live? Where's the, where's the middle though? As far as like, uh, uh, yeah, the sweet spot that y'all, that re- investors are trying to get in right now. Or is under, it both? Under a hundred. Under a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so like these five thousand dollar homes, is that just the land or, or is there's no, walls house. House. there's whole houses? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is why there's no place like it in the country. Yeah. Well, they I, say that about Houston too. Right? No, there's yeah. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I I think <laughs> I think not price not price point wise. <laughs> yeah. So okay. um it's awesome to invest in Houston because in Houston the return Mm-hmm. on the investment yeah and the equity of how fast you know the how fast the home is going to build equity is amazing but if you want to compare that to cleveland the home price you can't beat that you can't even get in the game with ten thousand dollars in houston Texas. so so i think that there's two different things and there there's um the houston market is on fire as far as far as you know home selling fast yes. yeah. correct the cleveland market is probably uh an under, i'm not going to use the word underserved but a market that you can get into and buy a house 
at a lower price point. Correct. For sure. So, um, and and we didn't we didn't talk about this much, but um, you're, you're a licensed real estate agent. Yes, I am uh, in Texas. So as soon as we started talking about prices, and as soon as we said medium and all this stuff, I saw her her wheels start spinning automatically. So um, your Instagram page is Dom's my agent, and so you speak from the professional side of investing. Um, so going using all that all that pretense in mind, mm-hmm. Cleveland is a market that people flock to to scoop up all the properties, mm-hmm. essentially, for lack of better terms. And so Houston's a different type of market where it's it's a hot, quick selling market. Um, and you're there, you're here to show us both of those, correct? That is correct. Okay, cool. Um, so in your uh, in your you guys' experience. Uh, what are you into? Like, what are you what are you guys buying? What are you guys looking for? Uh, I know you're an investor, you're a real estate agent, so that's a tag team duo. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay all those commissions because your wife is the agent. Um, explain that. You know, how how's that work? How's it working for you guys? Um, and y'all have been doing this since two thousand nine, right? Correct. All right, cool. That's quite a bit of that's that's some experience. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. What'd you get in the game? This season, yeah. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. I can start first. Um, like I said, we started in 2009 um, from the home buying perspective. Um, we bought our first home in 2009. It was a foreclosed property, um, $150,000 house. We paid 40000 for it. Um, no work needed. Um, you know, so if you're thinking about 2009, you got to remember that's, that's probably, right after the crash. That's right after the crash. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, we have, we, we were renting an apartment. Uh, we were, you know, just getting together. We rented an apartment and we found an agent that specialized in foreclosures. So that's all he did, you know? So Cleveland at that point had a lot of foreclosed properties. Um, so in doing that, go ahead. I was going to ask when you, when you came into purchasing that property, was that something that you had in mind? Like, were you there to buy an investment property or just buy your home? Right No. So we bought our first home. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we, you know, try to iterate to people is that's really the first step to investing. Um, so we bought our first home. Um, we still own that home to to this day, you know, so that um, for the person that is, you know, I want to get into investing. I really don't know how to start. I don't have the capital, you know, um, your home buying, you know, purchasing a home can be your first foot into the game, your first step into the game. Um, do y'all have a property manager or do y'all, y'all deal with the tenant? Oh, you are? Right. Okay. I am. Yeah. So, I mean. We've dealt with property managers. We've been in it long enough to where we've put the systems in place. We've took a little bit from this person, took a little bit from that person and kind of implemented our own systems, um, softwares and things of that nature to, um, you know, to be able to do it. But, you know, we've had to build the team over time, the maintenance and, you know, from that standpoint to make sure that we are, you know, that's really the biggest thing when it comes to property managers management in my eyes is handling the maintenance calls. Do y'all do section eight? Yes. Y'all do? Absolutely. So how how many rental properties y'all have? Doors. Or doors. <laughs> yeah. We usually go doors? by doors. So right yeah. currently right now we have sixteen doors. Sixteen. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you your your eyes lit up when you said section eight. Is that great or is that a mess because so, there's different opinions on that. You there know, there is absolutely different <laughs> opinions on that, and I think of that it is very important to educate yourself. So we have yeah. system in place as far as like vetting our tenants, and it doesn't change just because you have Section Eight. If you do not meet that background check, if you do not, you know, if Section Eight is not willing to meet the income standards, then you are not approved. If your credit does not look, I check history, rental 
Um, one of the biggest, I think, kept secrets or one of the things that I learned is very important is I always check utilities. Uh-huh. If a person is behind on their utilities, they're not responsible. So that's not an individual that I would have in my home or in our homes. Um, and I think that Section 8 is important to mention that that is definitely residual income. That's one thing I never have to worry about. There's I don't mm-hmm. have to make a call on the 1st. I, or I go to sleep on the 30th, wake up on the 1st, and that check is in there, no problem. And if there's a holiday that comes up, it's coming before. So um, we have had luck with our Section 8 tenants. Yeah. You know, I am grateful for them. And, uh-huh. we, you know, we definitely did our due diligence to make sure that that individual, you can only check so much, right? Mm, sure. Um, and then one thing, too, if the individual on Section 8 does not take care of your property, they lose their Section 8. So mm-hmm. that's not something that someone wants to do. Mm-hmm. Have y'all had to evict anybody? No. Wow. I, we have not. You know what I like what she she said she this is what I say. You got to screen. Oh, sorry. You got to screen. You got to <laughs> do that one more. You screen, screen, screen. You got to screen. You can't just let anybody live in your property. You got yeah. $150,000 property and you just let anybody you know, it could be cousin, mother, brother, exactly. sister. Exactly. See, process I, she's is about the same. business. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, people make the mistake because they're so thirsty to get something rented, you know, wow. it's been empty for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, you know, we had, we've had, we have tenants that have been with us six, seven years, you know, so that, that comes from a good um, screening process. A lot of times there's a breakdown in that. Um, when it comes to like, say for example, a new uh, investor, somebody who has just come into the real estate game, found a house that they want to uh, maybe do the, the bird method buy rehab, you know, uh, refinance, all that good stuff. But then they get into a property. They're so excited they got into. They actually got a house, right? Um, they get to rehabbing it, and let, or they buy one that's already you know rent ready. But they get so excited about being able to get the home as an investor, right? And then I think so, a lot of times people skip over that that little that, that one little thing is you got to get a tenant in there, and a lot of times they don't want to pay a realtor to do that due diligence. You just happen to have one in house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so she's going to do all the due diligence and she's even more uh, attuned to it because it's her property or you guys' property. Mm-hmm. But I think the guys, the, the people that are in, getting into this game uh, have to know these steps. Like you have to hire the professionals to do that. Otherwise, you are going to have to evict somebody. You are going to have to go in there. You know, I think... Um, Mario is a prime example of, of having, um, you know, you no cap to Mario. Mario. You got to turn it <laughs> into a business. I, 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 it's I, I, it's I, I, a business. Yeah. It's a business. You know? Yeah. It, you know, so, there's, there's the lessons. That's how you learn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, try to tell we, you, we, we like, kind of like what Ron said, <laughs> we, we screened <laughs> everybody as like what you said, as yeah. much as possible. Like, but as far as like they, them taking care of the property, you can't really know if they're going to take care of it. No, or not. but that's why you like you do inspections, the though? screening I, I though. I do. Every you time know? I get my money, I'll inspect and I'll tell them about it. Like just the other day, um, I was fixing a fence and one of the dogs like dug up a little hole in the siding and I was just like, you know, what happened or whatever. And she was saying like the siding was, was brittle. And I was just like, all right, well, Y'all not giving y'all deposit back when, when y'all leave. So, uh, yes. Did I, you really say I that? I really said that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you say that? No, but like, look, look hold on. Look, Later. I, her, she she had like an attitude. Like, she, uh, you got to keep was, professional, she, Mario. No, I do though. I do though. I do though. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you tell them they yeah. just lost their oh, just lost it. When is her lease up? Why would you? <laughs> she, right, right now, she, technically, she's on a month to month because okay. her year is up. 
And okay. I never renewed yeah. it. Okay. So she's on a month to month. So, and I, I never gave it a green light to have those dogs. Oh, you're so... Well, that's the... Like, let's see. You got to have systems in there's place. There's problem A already there. Yeah. I, was, I, mean, I was just about to ask you that. Did she pay the pet deposit? Because it's pet you know, deposit. Yeah. I'm going to make her pay monthly. I'm going to make her pay monthly. Oh, man. Yeah. So, the, so the biggest thing that I hear from that, right? Yeah. So the good thing about experience, like I said, been doing this for... Since 2009, I've, I've, we've used property managers to list our places. We've used realtors. Um, to find tenants on and so forth, right? So the biggest thing is, you know, you take little pieces from that, right? So mm. for example, my son plays basketball, right? And he's been with a lot of different trainers, right? So I might, he might train with this person. Okay, I like a couple of these drills. We're gonna, you know, mm. when we get home, we're gonna do these. And he went over here, we're gonna do this. So you take yeah. from different people, right? So one of the biggest things is what we've learned is the systems as far as the screening process, right? And then another thing is just from listening to what you said, mm -hmm. the lease, I already know that yeah, something's wrong certain... with the lease, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because my lease automatically says I can expect all I need is 24 hours. Period. My lease automatically says that if you um, bring a pet without telling me $1, it's $1. a fine, right? Then it's a fine on top of there's mm -hmm. a additional amount of money per month that goes on it, right? Mm -hmm. My lease and also says that after the year, it automatically renews mm. unless you let me know that mm. you want to go month to month. Yeah. Or I'll let you know. that. Right. So there, you yeah. know, so there's little things that will will make you more money. Mm -hmm. You know, you won't yeah. lose money, you know, from certain things. And it's just, you know, fine tuning your systems and your processes to make sure that everything is running you know, uh, as seamless as possible. Like I mean, a business. You can't, yes. yeah. you like can't avoid, business. I mean, some things yeah. that you can't avoid, but you know, so that it can run as seamless as possible. After yeah. COVID, I kind of did like a month to month. Um, thank God, um, nobody got, you know, fired from their jobs. Yeah. And then right. I got my That's money during COVID, exactly. Right. So, uh, we're mean, a year and a half away. Huh? We're, I said we're a year and a half out though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm good as far as COVID goes. Um, but like, unless I really like the tenant, I, I just do the month to months because it, it takes a little, like if you're on that month to month, it'll take like a month to get them out. For sure. Versus if you do that year lease or that six month lease, like I had, I had a, it took me like four months to get this one guy. Do you, do you I mean, do you charge extra if they're doing month to month or you just charge them the same price? I charge them the same price. Oh my oh. goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, it's got to oh go up, goodness. Mario. Oh, it's got to so go get up. A, we get, yeah. you know, it's additional. It's additional. Yeah, it's like, you go, so if you don't renew yeah. your lease and you go month to month, so we had Extra a tenant. $200, right? Right. So we had a tenant then renew her lease and then she went month to month for six yep. months. We were off. I'm like, Ooh, you happy. might as well. Thank yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> two, like, two $300, right? Like, you might as well sign a new yeah. lease. Yeah, it's a, it's, a business, uh, it's a business concept because at, at any point, if you have, let's say, in a situation where you guys have 16 doors, let's say, even though I'm sure this is not the case, they're all not month to month, right? No. So Exactly. So if they were or half of them were, and all of a sudden, four or five or six or seven of those moved out. Your cash flow changes. That's right. Completely. Now you're on the hook for whatever it is that you what you have to pay as far as your expenses. Mm -hmm. There's a protection in having that contract to be Correct. In, cash in, in flow. Here. You can't have people disrupt your cash flow. I could destroy your business. So yep. I, I agree with that. That's I mean, everything's been moving good, though. I've been getting my money on time. Yeah, until it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just That's kidding. <laughs> he's just a, he's really nice. He'd be praying, uh, over, praying over his property. Oh, yeah. oh Lord. We're going to change the name to Mario, no. the nice landlord. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, 
long as they don't make me mad. Like, but once I'm mad though, no, you got like, but it's it's, it's, it's like what he said. Like, they seem you got to be very like just business oriented. You can't be like, okay, I trust this person, but I don't trust this person. It's like everybody gets the same treatment, you know. You get the same respect until you show me different. Exactly. Oh, okay. I want to talk about um that y'all had on y'all seminar, Angel. She was talking about um where I think somebody died, right? Correct. And then she got the money out of, she got the money out during, during like the probate for the kids or something like that to, to purchase a property. Can y'all, can y'all touch on that? I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, All right. Um, so that's Angel Jacob. She's the host for our brunch. Love and um, so kind of like it, I put the clip on my page. So she really um, went into detail, but her brother passed away mm-hmm. and her brother passed away and the um, everything was left to his children, mm-hmm. but his children were minors. Correct. So they didn't have access to, they couldn't access any of the money to bury him. Um, so they had to um, start a trust fund. They had to do some different things to access the money um, to be able to get the money and um, bury him. But they was able to get extra money and she, you know, purchased some real estate um, with the remains of the money. And, um, you know, that money goes to um, his children. Um, until he, you know, till they turn, you know, 18 to Mm -hmm. be able to access, but the real estate is what's, you know, part of what's taking care of them. And it was making sure, you know, him making sure that he had insurance and things in place to be able to take care of his children. Um, but the, 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 the issue was that they were minors. So they, and I guess, I don't know, you know, the mother was there or anything like that, but they couldn't access the money. Um, and him being her sister, with her being his sister, you know, she had to do some things. So she tapped into some resources and, you know, people let her know what she can do um, in order to access those funds. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I I, I think that um, for us, man, real estate really, you know, changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what, you know, my mission is. Um, our mission is, is from a, you know, from an education standpoint, um, because I always thought that I had to, you know, get us get to a certain level to be able to speak about the topic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started out as a marketing professional. I've written two books on marketing. So I felt like I did enough to be able to help people. Right. From that regard. So then with real estate, I had to figure out what the lane was. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking that I had to get 30 properties before I can talk to people. And the biggest thing is, you know, our audience is that person that doesn't have one property, mm-hmm. you know, but that's that. Right. So we're, 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 we, we're speaking to the person that's trying to get one, to start. Yep. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And how do you get into the game? And that one property can change your life. That one property, that extra 500 to a thousand dollars a month can go a long way for a lot of people. You know, that's the difference between, you know, if you lose your job and you still able to, you know, pay your rent or pay your mortgage or whatever the case may be. So, you know, you have a lot of lot more people that don't have no properties than that have 15 trying to get 20. That's right. I think now we're seeing a lot of the inflation that's happening in the economy is happening in real estate and stocks and especially real estate. So it's like a place where you can store money for savings. Yes. So I definitely agree. I've seen people that had medical problems that had an extra piece of property and then sell the property and then to cover their medical expenses mm-hmm. too. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, 
So take us back, rewind. Mm-hmm. You got you guys got your first house, oh mm-hmm. nine. Mm-hmm. At what point or where did it click to get into real estate or to use real estate as a as a vehicle? Uh, you know, where was your first one, your first investment property? How did that play out? What what things clicked to you that like aha moments that somebody would take away that's watching us that would say, you know, the same thing, aha, you know, like that's where it came from. I'll let her go. I always like to say that um, we took our primary residence, leveraged that as an investment property and did it over and over and over again until Mm -hmm. we were able to then purchase investment properties free and clear. Um, And so to break that down, we bought our home. um, We got it under we got it under value equity up. Right. Mm -hmm. And I got pregnant and that home was no longer big enough. So still in this conversation we're still not thinking investment we're still not thinking we're in real estate um and we started to look for another property and i don't know what the conversation was or what we said but it was we're not selling this home Mm -hmm. we'll take this home rent it out Mm -hmm. take the surplus from the rent Mm -hmm. and add it to our new mortgage and that makes the new mortgage even less Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so that mortgage is paid and then the new mortgage is even less and we can afford and we're moving forward and then we did that again and then it was like, ding, ding, ding. It's, it's, a, snowball. it's, it's a, like, a snowball effect. It's a snowball yeah. effect. And mm-hmm. so the snowball continued to grow. And then it was like, oh, well, we can buy investment properties without mortgage mm-hmm. free mm-hmm. and clear. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just continued to do that. And then watching our cash flow continue to flow. And so I think that everything happens for a reason. Very grateful that we took everybody, our family around us are homeowners. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just normal that we will fall into purchasing and owning our home, mm-hmm. but not necessarily taking that, leveraging it, and then starting an investment business. You know, here, here we are now. So, where, where'd you get the idea? Who gave you the idea, or where'd you hear it, or who told you the first part about leveraging the equity in that first house? Nobody. Nope. You just kind of. So, so, so the thing like, is, I'm not selling my house. I love it. The, yeah. So, the, yeah. so, so it comes down to when we were renting. I just, I didn't feel comfortable paying rent. Mm-hmm. So that's really, mm-hmm. so I'm like. That was a house or an apartment? It was an apartment. apartment. So I was like, we probably can buy a house, buy a house for less than what we're paying in rent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was fact. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my first then, mortgage was right. cheaper than my rent. Then you're right. right. Yeah. So then what it happened, so then it happened, right? So um, I think the separation of what, what we did different from the normal person is everybody puts, um, and my mom's here, right? So everybody mm-hmm. puts a emphasis on buying a home. Like it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you eliminate that, right, let's, this isn't 30, 40 years ago. Right. So let's stop making like getting a home is a, is an accomplishment from like a stamp. Like it's the pinnacle. Like it's yeah. the pinnacle. So yeah. what happens is you prolong buying a home to you're in your thirties or whatever. So then now right out the gate, you're trying to buy the 150 to 200 to $300,000 home. So then now, you know, it's much more expensive. So now you're not even, you can't even see investing, but if your first home is at 22 years old, our, we bought our first home 22, 23 years old at 40,000, your mortgage is $300. You feel what I'm saying? It's a different conversation. Exactly. Right? So then our third home, we, you know, we purchased our first home in 2009. We built our third home 
in from the ground up in 2016. So just in seven years, we purchased three homes Mm -hmm. with, you know what I'm saying? So we leveraged our credit, but the the difference maker was when we, when we went to get Mm -hmm. the next home, we didn't sell that house. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because the overhead wasn't that high. So, so when you go into a situation and you got a $2,000 mortgage hanging over your head, Right, you mm. gotta put that up for rent. I mean, you gotta put that up for sale. Oh, yeah. I think that's you know the it's the mindset of of our culture, in a sense that you know you try to keep up with the Joneses. Mm. The first thing you do is try to buy the big baller house, yep. and usually that's in their 30s. Right, somebody in their 30s does that. Um, they rent all their 20s, and sometimes they rent all their 30s, and then maybe even their 40s buying the, the their first nice house. And essentially, you've eliminated the ability, unless you have a high income, you've eliminated your ability to invest. Correct. Because all of your money is tied up into your home to impress right. people. Right. So, but there's a little bit of, of discipline there you guys had to have because right. at some point you could have refied or did whatever you did to pull out the equity and, and bought out, right? Bought cars, shoes, clothes. Right. But instead, you guys chose the vehicle of real estate, which was to put your money into another door. Right. Which then turned it into another door. Correct. And then and I appreciate everybody. At some point, real estate pays for your lifestyle. Oh, for sure. Right. You guys don't pay your house note. Right. Or might not have a house note. So because of real estate and it's somewhere down the road, I agree with you. You have to let everyone know my my I preach to everybody who's in their 20s that looks up to me in any kind of way. Buy a house now. Matter of fact, buy a duplex. Yes. Don't buy a house. Buy a duplex. Buy a duplex. You know, I I got some really close friends that are, are, you know, courting and they want to get married at some point. I tell both of them, buy a duplex. If y'all get married, don't rent rent an apartment. Go buy a duplex. Y'all break up. One could be on one side. (laughs) Yeah. And and then until then, the tenant can pay your mortgage. Yeah, exactly. So the beautiful thing about like being in Ohio, right? So- once again, you have to change the conversation, right? So uh, that person that is say 24 years old, who has a solid job, right? You know, what's your pre-approval, right? So if you go get pre-approved, mm-hmm. say you pre-approved for 80,000, right? You can buy a home with that in, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You can go get you a $60,000 home and your mortgage is $500, right? If you change the narrative of the home buying as being this big thing, because you're thinking that, okay, I can't buy a home. I don't have, you know, I, I can't afford 200000 right? But you can afford sixty. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of being in that market. Mm-hmm. You can't do that everywhere. You know what I'm saying? True. So yeah. the conversations is different, you know, depending on the market that you're in. Yeah, true. Can I ask y'all a question about, is mm-hmm. it um, related more to basketball? When LeBron left Cleveland, <laughs> really? He, he oh, spent yeah. all this wisdom. Oh, I'm like, my. all right, I'm taking notes. Oh, oh, that's all good. Hey man, keep it real, Mark. Mario. No, you know what? Did. Real estate go up or down? Right. <laughs> I, I want to know about the economy. Like they said, like the sure. economy, like you know, people wasn't going to restaurants. All as right. People wouldn't go to the bars. So how did that that affect real estate and the economy? In like, are you? you did it even it? affect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did it affect it really that much? It did. Did it? For sure. Okay. She says no. So the two. So the two. Oh, okay. No. If the value of your house went up, that's more money you can take out. So, so being from Ohio, you always get two. I always get two questions, right? Uh, 
when I went to college, uh, is there cows in Ohio? You got cows? You live on a farm? And then the other one is, uh, how you feel about LeBron leaving, right? So those, those <laughs> yeah. are, you know. The first time, the first time. Right. Yeah. So, no, yeah. So the city lost a half a billion dollars, right? Um, but it was mainly downtown, right? So it's yeah. mainly downtown um, because we don't have, you know, in Cleveland, it's starting to build up, but it's not, downtown is not, like other places where um, there's like a nightlife, there's things going on after a certain time, right? So maybe say seven o'clock, right? There's no malls downtown. There's no grocery stores back then. So they're building stuff yeah. up. So after seven o'clock, it's dead. Shut down, yeah. Right. So when you have the calves and they're doing good, mm -hmm. what does that mean? You got restaurants. Restaurants are still open. Mm -hmm. the, the parking garages, the games, right? Um, so bars right bars yeah. is open everything so there's life mm -hmm. so when yeah. he left they're not going to the playoffs so you think the season was much longer they were going to the finals five six years in a row mm. so that's all that stuff stopped mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying yep. so yeah. if you think about it that is the direct effect right yep. the direct effect is we're playing it's the difference from stopping in may than playing till july Correct. Yep. you know gotcha. what i'm saying so that's the direct effect if you want to know how it what it did from real estate standpoint how you feel about Kyrie Irving? <laughs> as far as what him not wanting to play, him want, not wanting to play, him not wanting to play with I mean, LeBron and like kind of like messing up y'all chances of winning again, basically. <laughs> it's just alpha males, man. You know, you have somebody who, um, it's the narrative, right? If you allow that man to be that man, then he'll be fine, right? You know, they they wanted him to they wanted him to worship LeBron. And you feel like that? You feel like that? Yeah. Uh, if you look at if you look yeah. at interviews, they yeah. said one interview they asked him, "Is LeBron like a father figure?" He said, "I got him. I got I got a daddy." <laughs> That's a little disrespectful, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is. It is. But they, but it, me and you going they, to work, we're doing the exact same yeah. thing. They, but you people look know how to like push, a father. They know like, how to push no. buttons, though. Yeah, right? so they know yeah. how to do it. Like I got, he said, nah, my father, they wanted him this to, is my father's name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're he talking about. He wanted him about. to lay down at that altar and he didn't want to do he it. He didn't so. want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I man. Right, he's his I own man. That. So, y'all so, so respect him leaving for real? Because, like, I, I I can't stand the Warriors. So, every every time we would lose to, to the Warriors, I was like, all right, hopefully LeBron beats him again. And then when Kyrie left, I was like, damn, man, like, they didn't push that. They didn't push that narrative, man. You have to. You have to understand the, the business of basketball, right? So the business of basketball is the the you got on the Bulls jersey, right? Mm -hmm. So when so what they wanted to avoid in the NBA is when Michael Jordan left. What happened? It's no star. It's no star. It's no star. Mm -hmm. The there's ratings drop. There, there's always got to be a star. Basketball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go through that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So then you don't do that from a business standpoint. Hey, we we got, we got to appoint a star. We have to appoint a star and we have to make sure everybody knows he's a star. We have to make sure that he gets, you know, exactly. and it wow. has to be able yeah. to, okay. Kobe wasn't, Kobe was a star, but Kobe. He wasn't big as LeBron. No. So Kobe's the biggest LeBron, but Kobe. He's not as big as. Kobe but, focus was basketball. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. trying to he do was true competitive. He was a true basketball player, yeah. right? He wasn't trying to do movies. He wasn't trying to do all of those things, at, you know, simultaneously mm -hmm. as a LeBron. You know, everybody's just different. You mm -hmm. know, LeBron's a so, business, right? Yeah, the, the, you know, as a whole. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, 
now you got me on the subject. <laughs> at what point do you not fall in line with that as part of that machine? Like if you're Kyrie, like if you are Kyrie Irving, right? And you got skills, you can ball. At what point do do now you do you clash with the powers that be? Because what's Kyrie Irving right now? I mean, he's got he's, he's getting nineteen million dollars a millionaire. Yeah, yeah nineteen cool. no, million dollars for not, not that's playing. Not, that's for, it's no, it's it's not about it's cool. He's a he's he's a he's, millionaire, and he's so at the uh, at the uh, end of the day, I think what happens as spectators, right, and lovers of the game. Mm -hmm. We want it to mean more and we want it to be something different, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they say, you know, LeBron said it. I got a job. This is a job. When the when the when the cameras go off, I'm going home and they get paid a lot of money to play basketball. Mm -hmm. He's getting a lot paid a lot of money to, to do sit nothing. at home. To, to do exactly. Nothing. So <laughs> I mean You know, so if that you know. gotta be mad at yeah. the, you gotta listen, I don't know. We're in Texas. What's yep. Deshaun Watson doing? Uh, Send it home, and I got my thoughts on that. But he's getting paid, though. Not no, 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 no. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's getting paid, yeah, okay. but he's not getting paid anywhere near what he will be getting paid later. Let me let me clarify that. And that, that's a good example, right? We're, we're talking about business, right? So, what's Deshaun Watson getting paid right now? And, and I don't know the number because I don't care about anybody else's stats but my own. So let's just say, for example, he's getting paid twenty million dollars a year. Right. Yeah. What's Deshaun Watson's contract right now with with the Texans? Uh, I think it's 30, 40 million. Right. What will if Deshaun Watson were to stay in his lane, play ball and ball out, regardless of who's on his team, regardless of who's the coach, because he is probably the best quarterback in the league right now. OK. If you want to call him in the league, if he had balled out and played his game, what did Patrick Mahomes get? A contract for like a hundred and sixty? No, five. No, five hundred million dollars for ten years. Okay. Deshaun Watson would have gotten a bigger contract than him. I don't think so. Yes, sir. All day long. Oh, I, he's he's a better he's a better baller they, than they they tailoring Mahomes to be the next. I get it. He's he's a poster child. I don't think they're doing that for Deshaun. Watson. He's a poster child, but Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback by stats. No, I I agree, but so like Mahomes is in all the commercials. If so, would Deshaun Watson have been in all the commercials? If Deshaun Watson had played ball and balled out, he would have gotten a similar contract to that. True or false? Right? Five hundred million or more. Yeah, he oh yes, he would have. I don't I don't I mean he's up for contract this year. Is he gonna get that same five hundred million? Not, and the answer is absolutely not. Not even close. Right? So he's just cost himself five hundred million dollars. And I don't care how you look at it, left, sideways, five hundred million dollars is five hundred million dollars. Mm, you cost sure. yourself five hundred so million dollars. Let me let me ask you this question. What how's your life change at Five hundred million versus a hundred million dollars. What's uh, the what's the wealth. yeah the legacy? Changes. I mean, you don't think yeah. you have generational wealth at a hundred million? It goes further down the generation. Yeah, it's it's a legacy. I, it's a legacy. I think grand, grandkids. I mean, honestly, grandkids, I mean grandkids. but he don't have a hundred million dollars. I don't My know if he does or he doesn't. He but doesn't. I, I I just like when people start talking about this legacy stuff. The legacy stuff should be teaching your kids skills. It's not giving them a bunch of money because I just see. I agree with that. Yeah, I see it so much where these these rich kids don't know how to do but anything. Like, but like, like Dame said though, like, what if your kids aren't as strong as you? What how if their kids aren't as strong as you? Like, you I don't care. Like, They're gonna be able to learn. They, you learn. Needs to have a skill, right? You gotta <laughs> learn it. If you, you don't learn it, you're gonna. But that, what you going to school for? Who me? Yeah, like uh, I'm saying, no. what do you oh. see your children to school for every single day? So they're not strong in math, but they're strong in reading. Do you not? Do they no longer go to math class? 
No, they still got to go. Still gotta go. Right? As long as he graduates from high school. As long as he graduates from high school, I don't, I don't care yeah, if he goes to college or not. I'm not, okay. no, I'm not, I'm not saying college. I'm just saying school in general because you said, what if your child isn't as strong as you? Yeah, correct. But there's multi-millionaires and billionaires that didn't they didn't graduate from high school. Okay, but we're not, not even talking not about school, though. Not oh, we're aspect. not talking about school? Oh, okay. Not that okay. aspect. Okay. I'm just saying the in toughness. the of you saying, what if your child is not strong, right? I have three children. Correct. And I can look at them, right? That's mm-hmm. most mothers and fathers can and mm-hmm. see who's strong and what and who can do what. Mm-hmm. So that child that's not going to be strong in the business aspect, you're mm-hmm. still going to know about it and you're going to have some type of skill that can still benefit this business because that is the legacy that's going to feed you when your job fires you. That's going to feed you when you don't make it to the NBA, when you don't make it to the NFL, whatever mm-hmm. that's going to feed you. So you're going to have to be able to do something. You don't have to be as strong as me, but you will have, and I have the money to put the people around you to make you stronger. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind him just. So you want him to manager. have your properties. You, you want him to have your properties, but Correct. you have a son, but you have a little boy. he's not going to have the grind. I mean, he People like that destroy, will destroy your business. He doesn't have to, or look, it'll be your business so would you be rather have one generation. There's going to be systems yeah. in place where all yeah. he's going to be doing is every month is collecting a check. From. But he still needs to know those systems. You know, no, no, that, that, that might, that might yeah. hurt him, though. No, he yeah. will. So, so I, 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 I understand what he's saying. So, like, you know, um, I have two boys, right? We have two boys. And it's about exposure, right? The, the key word is exposure, right? So the difference is when you, from a cultural standpoint, it's what we are being exposed to, right? Mm-hmm. So in exposing my sons and my children to the business, I'm going to make sure they're exposed in every aspect, right? Um, and I talk about this um, in my book about um, your kids understanding and knowing the business, right? Mm-hmm. And them being in the business and their summer job is in the business and their understanding. So if something happens, you can take over. I don't want you to be in a situation that something happens to me mm-hmm. and you're just collecting a check, but you don't understand how to keep the business going. Exactly. So exactly. That's, that's the difference. He, he's going to learn that. Right, right. So that. that's yeah. the difference because at the end of the day, um, I want... I don't want the business to stop with me, mm-hmm. right? We're not building it to stop with me. Mm-hmm. So to stop with her. So it's when I get to a certain point, I need you to be able to take over whether or not at 18 to 30, you say, I'm going to go do my own thing and I'm going to explore life. And then you come back at 30 to be yep. able to take it over, but you're going to know every aspect of it so that that can be the case. Our hopes are that we live long enough to see our children show us those traits. I don't know how old your kids are, but our hopes are that we live live long enough to see our 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids either grab it, take a hold of it, and run with it, or show us something different, right? Uh, I think we're all in a unique position because, uh, and I could be wrong, but I speak for myself. I speak for Mario probably. Um, we're what you would call first-generation wealthy people, yep. right? to where you have something to pass down to your kids that maybe you didn't have, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. So this is uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. These are things that we're looking at. We're all gonna talk to each other and say, well, what did you do? What did Mm -hmm. you put in place? If we Mm -hmm. know each other in the next 10 years, what did you do? What did Mm -hmm. you put in place? Because in 10 years, my son's 17, 18. He's either gonna A, run and take my business and floor it, Mm -hmm. or he's gonna go a totally different direction. He's gonna be a doctor, uh, an artist, or, you know, they may not have those ambitions that we have. Mm-hmm. So we have to use our businesses 
to create something that's going to help them later. So if you're, if your son wants to play the NBA, your business is going to make that flourish. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You can go to every single practice, every single game, every single day. You can hire the best coaches for him to get to the NBA. Whereas if you were a struggling father who went to work and no cap on any of those kind of men because they're doing what they got to do. But if you got to go to work every single day and you get home at 7 p.m. and your son, you know, if he has enough drive, he will figure it out how to get to the NBA without you. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a position, you can make that even easier. I agree with you. And I think that one thing for me, I think for us is mentors, right? Mm -hmm. So we do have a couple that we look up to and they're millionaires. And one of the things that I took from them is they sit down with their kids and they have family meetings, yep. not family talks, family yep. meetings. And it's going over the family business, what that looks like, what your role is, where we are, what we're making. And I think that that's very important so that children, even at a younger age, understand money and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, my son sent me a text message and I was in disbelief, but then I had to realize the world that he's growing into. Way he sends me a text message, just like seven pairs of Jordans. And he's like, can I get all three? Can I get all seven of these? This is the drip that I need yeah, way for different. school, right? Way, way different. different. Yeah. But it's, and then I was like, okay, so for me, we need to have an understanding so you understand what money looks like and what that means. So mm-hmm. I saw that gap. And I think that that's very important. Just like you said, you have to pull from people that are already doing it if it hasn't mm-hmm. been done for you. And then sharing those things with everybody so that we can all have the next generation be yep. as hungry and driven mm-hmm. even with having mm-hmm. more than necessarily what we grew up with yeah it's how, the business of the family for sure how do y'all feel about airbnbs do y'all have any um we don't y'all don't. um and um there's something y'all want to do uh we're interested. we're interested so like we said that um one of the goals for 2022 is um to to get our first airbnb here in um houston and here in houston okay um kind of been focused on um you know growing our portfolio mm-hmm. um so we have um the buy and hold side and then we have a um, investment group as well to where we flip properties um so that's really what what we've been focused on um i think that for us um because we operate in two different states um for me i want an airbnb that i that is in where i live at you yep. can go look at yep. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't feel comfortable giving that much responsibility to property managers. Right. To somebody out of state. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, and I kind of see what happens. You know, I've seen it. I've been exposed to, you know, some shadiness or whatever it is from that standpoint. So that's one of our that's one of our goals. Um, we kind of really the the investment part really kind of took off just um, that's been our main focus in the last couple of years. Um, and, um, so that's really, you know, we're not, it, not, not opposed to yeah, it. It'd it's be just, good it's to diversify. Fa- yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sure. So yep. it's, it's in phases for us. Yep. What is the game plan? So a lot of people will like in, uh, Houston will get 12 homes and then they will sell it to sell the 12 homes and get an apartment building. Are y'all thinking about getting an apartment building? Uh, cause I know when yes. I was a kid, I didn't even think that was possible, but right. with these, right. they have uh syndicated deals where you give like a hundred thousand dollars and you have a lead investor and stuff like that. Right. So y'all are interested in doing stuff like that. Yeah. So that's our goal. That's um, right. yeah. yeah, we want to, you know, um, our next, you know, we're looking at, um, we want either, 
um, four to ten sweeters, something like that. You know, we want to, you know, go that route um, and then something larger after that. But we want to do that. Um, so it's kind of so from our standpoint, um, the reason why even like the event is called Couples in Real Estate, um, because we want to. You don't have to be a couple to attend. Right. So you don't have to be a couple. You, 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 you don't have to be a couple to attend. You don't have to be married too? No. No. Okay. You don't have to be married. You don't have to be a single December 5th. So the, so, the, so the vision is yeah. all those couples on the top of the flyer, right, are in the investment space. And I don't know. Do you recommend getting a property together as a couple if you're not married? I'm going to break it down to you. I'm gonna break it no. down to you. Paperwork. <laughs> so, so Paperwork. um, yeah, it's business. It's like anything else. Yeah. Like so, it what we wanted to, you know, couples to understand is, um, what we want couples to understand is the the investment side is relative to what you have going on in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So, I walked away from my job in 2017 mm -hmm. for a couple different reasons, um, and been growing my business ever since right COVID happened kind of put, pivoted some things um as an author and you know marketing consultant you know um bookstores closed a lot of different things happened in that business to where we're not doing book signings and stuff like that right tours and small events so on and so forth so pivoting that business and solely focusing on the real estate what it has done for over our time is you know our goal was uh, we're taking a salary at a time right the first goal was replacing my salary um, with the real estate and the business, right? Um, then growing it after that to, okay, now um, we're in a full-fledged business and we're able to pay the people that we need to pay so on and so forth, right? Then the next step is, you know, retiring her full-time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that you have to put goals in place to, you know, to knock down certain things. And then, okay, now that's happened, all right, now, boom, now we go into the apartments and things of that nature to, you know, um, now everything is running well or machine like not that it's not doing that now, but now there's different goals that come out of that. Right. So the Airbnb, not that I understand it, it's a wave right now, but that wasn't the focus because I need something. I feel like that, that is more concrete, more yeah, concrete yeah, and exactly. more sustainable yeah. to reach the goals that we're trying to accomplish. So he's the safe play and you're the risk taker. No. No. Oh my God. I'm I, he is the really the safe. Because he sounds like the safe guy, like you know, setting. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm in my no, family. I'm the risk I'm taker. Screaming. Women like, are always. Oh so my God. The women are always. Always. The, the they're they're always. Always. Away from his job. I'm so, yeah, so, yeah. so it means like this, right? So it's about we take people know your numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you know your numbers and we're trying to get to financial freedom, right? What is your number, right? So if you say that your number is ten thousand dollars, right? You a might month. right ten thousand yeah. dollars a month, right? <laughs> so say say for example, you say okay, this person is operating everything off six thousand a month, right? Yeah. So I say financial freedom is not replacing six thousand, bringing in six thousand. Okay, mm -hmm. we're gonna bring we're gonna say we're gonna bring in ten thousand. Mm -hmm. So you got the goal of ten thousand, 
the risk now has to come into how to get the 10,000, mm-hmm. right? That's what it is. Whether it's buying a duplex, buy, I got to buy several singles. That's where it comes in. So yeah, when I'm saying the goals, cause we set the goal of our numbers, mm-hmm. but now I'm going at after those numbers aggressively. Yeah. So yeah. then once I hit those numbers, boom, now we've gotten that accomplished for where that, that goal is. Now we're setting the next goal, you know what I'm saying? So on and yeah. so forth. You're That's not ambition. guessing. You're not That's guessing. Ambition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's no guessing. I'm very, yeah. right. very strategic. Yeah. So, so I know you have to numbers. know your you have to know your oh, numbers yeah. so that oh, yeah. you know. And everybody's numbers different. And we change our. But numbers. that's ambi- that's ambitious. Like that's in a sense of of you you want to go you do you or do you not want to go to the next level? And the right. answer is probably yes. Absolutely. Right? Sure. So for some people out there, real estate um, financial freedom technically is replacing your your income. Right. Your salary. So Correct. some there's some people out there make four thousand dollars a month, five thousand dollars a month, whatever that number is, is what you want to get your real estate to replace. Correct. Right. Now it's up to you is do you want to grow that? Correct. And because there there are some people that are happy as crap. Right. With the sixty five goal sixty five thousand like, dollars a year salary. Yeah. Right. And for some people, that's probably a high number. If you're making forty thousand dollars a year and you want to get to sixty five and you can get real estate to replace that, oh they're they're happy as crap. Good. Yeah. But you're ambitious. You want more and more and more mm-hmm. versus replacing your salary, then hers, which she does at some point, she doesn't want to work. She only wants to work the family business. Correct. Right. Um, but even you, you still work. You work the family business. Correct. Mm-hmm. So um, going, I, I want to flip gears up about Airbnb. It is a wave. And, and you guys are playing the safe route, route when it comes to like, if you can make it on straight rent, like Mario's doing, yeah. Mario doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a, a regular full-time job. He's in the family business and his renters, you know, re- replace his salary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Airbnb is a wave. I think it's going to, you know, it's, so you either ride the wave or not. Yeah. My advice would be to just diversify some of your portfolio sure. to Airbnb sure. and keep it local. Have y'all uh, argued about a property where like you wanted to do it and she didn't want to do it? Never. No, yeah. All, I mean, all the time? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. So th- this is where it comes to the safe person versus the risk taker. Uh-huh. Hit, I'm very black and white. Okay. So one plus one equals two. Correct, correct. And his is like one and a possible two. <laughs> carry the three. I want to play space know. with him. Yeah. Okay. So I think that not necessarily. His thing is. We have always made it work. We will always figure it out. Yes, right? yes. So I'm, the same, I'm the same way. Right? We're, the bo- we're the boys. Oh we figure goodness. it out. That's what we do. That's yeah. what we tell them. That's the pep talk. We're going to yeah. set our own comps. Okay. And this is what we're And I'm screaming. So I try really hard. I think that this is, it would be remiss if I didn't mention, I think that it's very important for us to fear God, mm-hmm. worship God and praise God, because that helps me. I have a very strong personality. He also has a very strong personality, but in a marriage, right? Somebody it has to submit and it's the woman, oh right? Oh my goodness. So. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a work Mario. in progress, Mario. Oh, no, 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 no. Look at Mario. I am a work in progress. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. It helps when he Just makes viewers. these crazy decisions, right? Yeah. And yeah. I want to scream and lose it's my natural, mind. Though. It's right? natural though. But without these out the box crazy decisions, we wouldn't be where we are today. If yeah. we were going my route, we would probably have four you, doors. Yeah. You had to have that yin and the yang. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. When I first started my company, I did not let my wife in involved in any of it mm. because I, I felt like she didn't have the heart to see what was going on. You know, you, you whip out a fifty, sixty thousand dollar credit card bill 
And the question is, how are we paying for how that? How are we paying right. for it? So now, you know, now as things have progressed and we're, you know, we're full fledged rolling. Now yeah. it's like, okay, now I can show you this because now it's no longer a question mm-hmm. of, are we able to pay these bills? Now mm-hmm. it's, how do we grow next? And that's where she's like blossomed. Yeah. This is what we're doing. You know, she, she's all, all the company meetings. Yeah. She's, she's there and she's listening. She's uh, uh, contributing. But before, no, I'm the risk taker. I'm running, you know, pedal to the metal, <laughs> trying to figure out how we're going to pay this, how we're going to pay that. But a, a part of a husband's role is to provide that safety and security for their wife. So for sure. if there's a day where I'm stressing about this bill, she don't know about it. She don't know about it. Yeah. I'm not going to let her know about it. So for me, um, I no, 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 right. So I got a book, right? It's called it's called Clock Management, right? Okay. And um, what it does is we talk about um, time management and how to balance, um, family and business. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I think that sharing your vision with your spouse is very, very important. And if your, if your spouse doesn't understand your vision, then you're not painting it the right way. So as a leader, if you can't, if you can't paint the, if you can't make the vision clear and concise, for the people that are around you, that's a problem. And you have to look yourself in the mirror and say that, okay, um, am I painting this? Do they understand the vision? What am I not delivering? So they're not understanding. Right. So I think that is key. Right. So what I had to always explain to her is that our company is the boy group. I didn't name it Donovan Boyd. I named it the boy group. Right. So Mm -hmm. this is us. This is our company. And the success of our company is going to be on both of our backs. Mm -hmm. And as more and more she understood that, the more and more the successful, the business grows, right? So um, I can go out and I can go out and speak to an audience and, and by myself and sell some books, right? But if she's there, I'm selling five times the amount of books, Uh right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a married man, right? I have a business. So this is what people want to see, mm-hmm. right? So the that's what it is, right? So if you can understand how to manage the books and go over the leases and the contracts, then that's what I want. I don't want necessarily right now to outsource everything and we don't know what's going on. We need to build it so we understand every aspect of it. So then as we grow, right, then, okay, we can put somebody in this position but we know what it is. If I'm down, I can step in and do this piece. If she's down, she can step in to do this piece. So for me, I wanted us to take this thing together, right? Because it goes back to the the couples in real estate, right? You have people that are together, right? So you asked about, do you buy um, properties, right? So reason how we had three properties with three mortgages, right? Mm -hmm. We leveraged our credit individually to buy property separately and then bought a property together. Cool. So most people don't do that and they don't know that. Right. right? So once again, just not understanding. And this is why we're teaching. And this is what, because it's a lot of stuff that goes on that people just have no clue about. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, we want to come together and it just so happened at the time I had good credit. So I bought the house. Then the next house, she had good credit. Yeah. Right? Then the next house, okay. We're good. (laughs) We're good. We're buying it, right? Yeah. But 
if you don't know that, husband and wife, okay, we got to come in together. Now you screwed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? You screwed now. You, you done wasted. You got two FHA. FHA. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. you, wasted, you wasted one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pass. It's a so get out of jail free pass. Yeah. Get out of job free pass yeah. is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So you yep. wasted one. You can actually be utilizing mm -hmm. both of them. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, it's just things that um, I feel like, you know, information that we don't have and, you know, our mission, man, we just want to educate, you know, and I feel like um, I think that, you know, we, we, we do, we've done a great job so far. Um, I think that um, we, we're, we're seeing the, the fruits as far as, um, the conversations uh, with people around us is different. Um, mm -hmm. More people want to invest. More people are talking about properties. Can you show me, you know what I'm saying? The conversation and, and, and now is different. And we have been at, you know, the center of that, you know? And I just think that like with us, you know, she's black and white, I can see color. You know what I'm saying? So like if I, I see a property, right? My mom, her and my mom. Oh, you what? Nobody's gonna live here. And this, nobody, you they know will. what I'm saying? Yeah, they will. Once I get done with it, they will. You know what I'm saying? Like we because we have to understand this is real estate. You got the vision. They're not yeah. making any they're not making any more land. It's not a, there's not another world like, on the other side of the door that we don't know about. So you have to take yeah. what's here. Y'all y'all not gonna live there. Somebody else is gonna live Absolutely. there. Somebody else is gonna live there. Exactly. And this is what I have to explain exactly. to people, right? Yeah. Stop looking at this as if this was your house. Correct. It's not. Correct. This is not your house. People it's, live in this type of house every day. Yeah. yeah. Everybody looks, so when you walk in, oh, I wouldn't live here. I, I didn't ask you. It's not for you to live here. You're yeah. not the tenant. It's yeah. not for you to live here, mom. Like, yeah. it's not for yeah. you to live here. I don't yeah. like the area. Yeah. You don't live here. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to like the area. You don't need to like the house. I just want you to come in. This is what I tell my mom. I want you to come in because, you know, you watch HGTV. I want yeah. to see yeah. if you got some vision in here. Yeah, yeah. What you can think of going yeah. here. Stop, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Fix Stop. This up. Yeah. Fix this up. Stop worrying about the area. The area. Stop yeah. worrying about that. Yeah. Stop worrying about worrying about the bullet holes in the window. Yeah, we're gonna cover all. We're gonna fix all that. We're, we're gonna fix the window. Fix it up. Uh, so, so have y'all? Um, I know we're running out of time here, but have y'all um, ventured off in the journey and, and as investors here in the Houston market? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, good. Right. good. So, step one was her getting her license. Cool. And you right. got it. I got, got it. it. I am an official realtor. Dom's my realtor. Dom's my agent. Dom's my agent. Dom's my agent. Dom's my agent on all social platforms. Let, let me do a little question there before we end. Um, right. It's for both of y'all. Uh oh. All right, uh -oh. Mr. Kyrie oh, yeah. Irving. What you about to say? Mr. Kyrie Irving over here. We went left field for like a whole 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, he set the tone with the yeah. jersey. <laughs> one million followers or one rental? One rental. One rental? What do you one pick? million followers you on pick One million followers or one, one rental? rental. Are they engaged followers. or not? They're engaged. Uh, hey, no, one million. One million. I can do one million. One million followers. It's easy to get one. If they're rental. engaged, they're one engaged. million. It's, it's, engaged. Easy, yeah. it's easy to get one rental. Okay. Okay. Oh, section eight or regular tenant? <laughs> Both. Both. All right. All right. Oh. No. So I'll say you this. Pick one. You got to pick, pick one. one. You got to pick one. Yeah. Only um, one. <laughs> knowing what I know about section eight. Has nothing to do with the tenant. Knowing what I know about Section Eight, I say a regular tenant. Okay. 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 Land or house? Mm. Just the land or or house on the land? Um. It's a hard one. No. I mean, you're asking if 
I mean, what would you prefer? What would you prefer? Uh, oh, the land you, or the uh, house? What would you prefer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Give me the house. The house? Okay. Uh, it's for both of y'all, too. I'm going to go ahead and go. Depend- See, the thing is, it's just so. <laughs> Passive income. Where is the Passive land? Income. Where is it? It's, 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 it's on my mind. We're, 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 we're going to fly with him. We're gonna he, fly with he said him. house. He said, he said yeah. house. I'm going to just follow his okay. lead. Okay. Money or equity? So, like the cash or the equity on the property? It's like the same thing. <laughs> no, right. no, no. I mean, you got to sell to get the equity, but sure. the money you got, you got you it. Cash flow. Yeah. No, no, no. The money, like cash in your hand, like money. Or- so if I give you a, a bucket with a hundred thousand dollars in it, or I give you a house with a hundred thousand dollars equity, correct? Which correct. one you take? I'll give me the bucket. I can get to my hundred. No, because I mean, you oh, you're gonna owe interest on the, on the equity. Yeah. yeah. So it's I not take free the money. And clear. Give I want me the, the money. money. Give me the bucket. Okay. Yeah. Put it in my hand. But, but the equity could grow. Sorry, I'm not in this. I could grow the hundred thousand over time. It's too. the same thing. It's the same thing. One you owe, <laughs> no, really, one you're gonna no, owe, really. one you're gonna, you're gonna owe, and one you're not. Well, I'd rather have zero. Not me. I know. I know. I know y'all. I know y'all know. But <laughs> what I'm do you pick? In general. What's he pick? Um, I'll take the money. You want the money? If you, if you if can't can take, handle, I can take a hundred thousand and turn it to three hundred. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. But, but but not everybody can do that. That's right. why. That's why I, I can't speak for everybody. Yeah, okay. for us, okay. it's forced savings. <laughs> if you have a home correct. and has correct. equity, it's forced saving for some people yeah. that have like itchy hands. Itchy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Cleveland or Houston? Ah, how dare you, uh, yeah. Mario? <laughs> they both. For they what? both not doing good. <laughs> You gotta pick one. You know, just, but quick reason for what? Oh yeah, I, I was talking about basketball teams. My bad. Oh, that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, they both suck. Mark, what do you mean, Cleveland or Houston? It's a broad question, but you could see it could be the city. Not the city, though. The city. No, no, I'm saying for what? Like I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, real estate, right? I'll say, because we moved here for a reason. I'll say Houston. I'll say Houston. Because yeah. yeah. we, we moved here for a Cleveland look, will always be how we right. love. We we moved Cleveland. here for a very specific reason. Very specific. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this say we're gonna take that net worth and, and blow it up, right? Yeah, so we, yeah, yeah, we moved exactly. here for a specific right. reason. I got one more question. LeBron or Michael Jordan? Mike. Mike or basketball. No, not not basketball. See, this is the thing. That's a very hard <laughs> question. They're two different, totally different individuals. LeBron and everything that he does surrounding basketball versus MJ is just solely basketball. Okay. So if it's just solely basketball, I'm going with Mike. You're going with Mike? Yes. Okay. You too? I'm going with Mike. All right. That's it. Okay. All right. So December 5th, 11 o'clock, y'all have a brunch coming up. Uh, anybody out there is trying to go to the brunch, how do they, do they got to buy a ticket? What do they do? They have to buy a ticket. The link is in all our bios. Okay. Um. So one of the I want to shout out, um, uh, Brickhouse Realty on there, Mark and Andrea, and everybody, uh, Charles and Samara, um, Chelsea Lester, Nick Drake, who's killing it in the um, wholesale. wholesale space. Um, boys up to about 100 doors on the, on the um, wholesale space. Um, um, Tamika Young, uh, Angel Jacobs. Uh, so the, the Couples in Real Estate Brunch is December 5th in Houston, Texas. Um you can follow me on social media. I am Donovan Boyd. The link is in my bio. Um, and get your tickets, man. It's it's um, uh, we're providing brunch. Everything that you want to know about um, real estate. We're going over investing, um, wholesaling, um, buying and holding, construction costs, on the whole nine yards, man. To educate on how to get into the real estate space. Um, it's in downtown Houston, Texas, um, at ShareSpace. Man, um, we just really want. Um, we really want 
uh, people to come and learn about investing. Um, and the big thing we're doing it in Houston, man, is the reason why I'm bringing the team here is to um, encourage people to invest, but l- to look outside of their markets. Um, you know, just because you're in Texas, just because you're in Houston, that doesn't mean that you can't invest somewhere else. Um, and we have, you know, different resources in place that that will allow you to invest in other markets. Um and just, you know, like Cleveland, Ohio, um, we talk about property management, construction teams and all of that. You know, those things are really put in place for you. So, um, you know, just want to broaden people's, you know, scopes and horizons about where they can invest, you know, because, you know, we have people all side, outside all these different countries investing in the United States and investing in different cities. So why can't we invest in our own land in our own country? Good, good, good. That's good. good. So, December 5th, I think, Mario, we, we need to go. Yeah, not, a, not as we'll a couple good. though, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> hey, but listen, in Houston, they're not gonna judge you on the content of your character. They're gonna judge you on your waffles. All right. So the brunch has got to be on point. It's gonna be on point. Be on brunch point. has got to be on point. For sure. Point, man. We're good. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap up the show. So, anything else? I wanted to talk about crypto, but maybe next time. Next uh, maybe yeah. next time. That's okay. Other investments, but all right, sure. yeah. that's cool. All right. See y'all all right. next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.